All right, guys, thanks for coming to the podcast. We're going to start with the charity of choice. This week, we're going to dive in a little bit further into magickids.org. I know I've talked about these guys in the past. Magickids.org is a fantastic charity. You can donate your money. You can become a volunteer. They'll send you kits and uh, teaching materials to educate younger audiences on getting into magic. And you can even send your cards in. The cards are really used to give away the kits for teaching materials. Please go to magickids.org. That's M-A-G-I kids.org. It's a fantastic charity. It helps grow the MTG community and hopefully benefit your own local community by helping you with kits and training materials. Magickids.org. And for our sponsor, Ultima Gaming, our local Magic the Gathering shop in Perm, Minnesota, is having the Myth Mystic Championship. The Mystic Championship is going to be held right in Perm. So if you're in the areas of Fargo, North Dakota, or St. Cloud, Minnesota, anywhere between there, please go to our website, thisweekinmtg.com. At the bottom of the website, you'll find a link, and it'll allow you to pre-purchase your tickets for $5 off. Go ahead, drop in, and we are now sponsored by Ultima Gaming, going to pick three winners for Corset 2020 pre-release packs. We have been talking about this all month long, and we have a bunch of different entrants. So the first one, can I get a drum roll? I'm sorry, we'll, we'll get a better drum roll next prize. The first winner goes to Brian Barrington in, I'm not going to, Zephyr Hills, Florida. Congratulations, Brian. We will be contacting out to you via your email and your phone number. You have won yourself a Core 2020 pre-release pack, and we will pay shipping directly to you, sir. The next winner, better drum roll this time, please. Thank you. Is Hendrick Young. Hendrick Young of Perm, Minnesota. Here you are. We don't even have to pay shipping on that one. That was kind of convenient. Last drum roll for the last pack. Matthew Olson of Fargo, North Dakota. I will have to uh, send this one with Danny so he can uh, bring it back up to his buddy. If he gets it. If he gets it. So, again, thanks to Ultima Gaming for sponsoring the prize. Please go to our website, This Week in MTG, for the Mystic Championship. It's on the bottom of the website. Sign yourself up. Five bucks off. It's a $1,000 modern tournament. Come win dat cash. All right. On to the show. Welcome. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Rob Zolson. Whoop, whoop. Welcome, one and all, to another fantastic edition of This Week in MTG. This week, we have our special co-host, Trent the Bacon Man. Thank you. Could you do an introduction? What's going on, everybody? Felice is out uh, traveling. He uh, went to uh, a fun party, so uh, hopefully no uh, audio issues will happen. Uh, Cross your fingers. But uh, today I have two special guests with me. I have Mike Billy Mays Hayes. Billy Mays Hayes. What's up? I always uh, wish that he'd run an OxyClean commercial. They normally call me Purple Hayes, buddy. Purple Hayes? Purple Haze was a nickname I had in high school. Purple and I don't Haze. even smoke pot, so. 
Never have. It's all right. I think they're going to call Trent Pineapple Express. So, because <laughs> <laughs> his head looks like a pineapple. And we have Danny. Oh, something else does. Danny from our own Fargo, North Dakota. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Hey, no problem. My ego. Nice save. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> all right, we're going to jump right into the to the <laughs> news today, guys. So. I always love starting off with the finance. Maybe it's because I'm a greedy person. Not real sure. Yes. Yes. I don't know. That's like half the fun. I I feel better about investing in my hobby when I see my own personal stock raise in price over time. It feels greedy. like I made a decent investment. Greedy. Definitely. You don't greedy. play the game for the game. You play the game for the money. I play the game because it's fun and I hold on to the cards because I greedy. feel justified. Stock investment. Greedy. Stock investment. He's not. He's not uh, wrong. I didn't say it's, he was it's wrong. It's just like investing in stock. So, just another reminder. I love these guys. MTGStocks.com. They do fantastic articles. They do an aggregate source for all MTG prices, how they dive, how they spike, and they do a weekly news article going over what they call weekly winners. And again, this week, just like we talked about last week with that uh, budget deck, is Twiddlestorm. The whole combo behind Twiddlestorm is a common from Kamigawa called Psychic Puppetry. It is a two-drop instant arcane sorcery. Tap or untap target permanent. And it has splice into the arcane cost for a total of one. Blue. So the idea is you can splice it onto all these draw card effects and keep bouncing up the what is it? Lotus Field with Hexproof. Tap for three color of any one uh, one color mana. That's it? It really took uh, premise last week when the budget deck came out. Now it's up to a full price of like $230, $240 for the full what we call net deck storm deck, which is way cheaper than traditional storm. And people are saying it's frankly better than storm because it has more answers for bouncing back permanence where normal storm just didn't have that and it relies on a lot of creatures to lower costs to build up your storm count. I love it. I thought it was a great deck, so I brought it to your attention last week and just seeing this amount of hype. And it even spiked. Like normally you see these brews, they don't change a lot of the staples that come in the decks. This has got so popular that Past in Flames has gone up um, 70%. That's a big spike for a card that really doesn't cost that much and it was printed quite a few times. Second list is, yet again, and forevermore, for the, like, I'm going to guess the next month, all the morph pieces. Yeah, baby. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I think everybody in this room participated in a commander event. Danny, how nope. dare you? You should have got out of your basement. Uh, your mom didn't, didn't make you macaroni and I cheese. Didn't. So nobody did. I think you're the only one um, in this room that did. <laughs> uh, no, I had my daughter. Couldn't do that. And also we're moving, so we have to been packing all week weekend it's not fun some people have responsibilities man a moment of silence yeah <laughs> let's not do that i didn't go either <laughs> i've been uh i've been broke i've been busy a little under the weather this last week but no uh from what i heard in our local play groups that the morph commander out of the box was the, the grossest best. one the yeah, best she was nasty your first one is free absolutely free you can't beat that my my favorite would have been the the madness like Mike. I think madness. Oh no 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 no, 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 no! But I knew it wasn't the strongest. No, I thought, but madness can be janky. I thought the strongest would have been using the prowess 
um, switch commander or uh, morph, but clearly morph set on top. Oh, morph, morph is the best. I, I, I say. I'm sorry to disagree with all you guys, but I am true to my Naya. Swear to God. So <laughs> lies. Swear to God, dude. You 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 just played against my commander, and you know how well that is built. So I I yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just, After I'm, a loss to morph. I, I'm well, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's just like I was saying. Morph, morph is just too powerful. Like you, you see all these, all these things out there for three costs, but you have absolutely no ability, no idea what it is, and then, and and madness's defense. Anybody that played at that tournament, there was three madness players, and none of them knew what they were doing with madness. This is true. So I don't know if it's an education thing. People can get that how madness works, but they're not putting two and two together for new players. So. You know, maybe we can see some stats online, but at least in the playgroups that I've heard in Alexandria, St. Cloud, Fargo, Perm, Morph was definitely dominant. But mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, madness is a one is a for, is a mechanic that not a lot of people understand, and that's why it struggled so much in Eldritch Moon and Shadows over Innistrad. I'm not bragging myself up. Just as an well, example, like I'm it. one of two people in this playgroup up here that knows how to. I am the only person that he knows put how on, to play this. I'm not bragging, but I'm the only person. He put on his big boy pants to come play commander. What he's saying? This depends. depends. My first deck was madness, and Rob helped me build it. It was fun. No, there's a, something to be said about opening up a box and being. It doesn't matter if you're pro, amateur, first time playing. There's a way to make cards easy. To, mm-hmm. to play and it's not just reading it and understanding it it's playing it and then seeing it click so when they were uh, in I forget which set it was I think it's reprinted in Modern Masters there was an Eldrazi is a common cost 8 colorless it was an 8-8 eight, eight, but and it had to attack each turn mm-hmm. so People didn't really understand how good an 8-8 was for having a common just out of a draft pool until they played the card and were forced to swing with it they were finding an R&D that if they had an 8-8, no one would swing because, you know, maybe it was unfair or they just felt it was more balanced or they're just trying to keep us with something for protection. But the moment they swung with it, they realized, wow, this is really doing work, and it just clicked. So it's not necessarily R&D that forces, but R&D that makes sense when it's played. Wizards has a great R&D department for stuff like that. So third on the list is Balthor the Defiled. Now this has been a long-term commander staple, but it hasn't really cost a lot. It's always been around that, I don't know, five-buck range. Bathor the Defiled is a four-drop um, creature, zombie, dwarf, legendary uh, legend. I'm sorry, I'm going over the old print. So again, it is a zombie, dwarf, legendary creature. All minion creatures get one-on-one, and its special ability is three black mana, remove Balfour the Defiled from the game, each player returns all black and red creature cards from his or her graveyard um, into play. So when you're menacing dumping cards or accidentally dredging yourself, they're seeing this as that three drop that can just regas and refuel or throw everything on the battlefield. He's a staple in those decks. So this is a direct correlation from the Madness Commander that came out. Yep. People are realizing that this is a... At one point, cheap upgrade, but now it went from five bucks and it's sitting somewhere in that twenty-one, twenty-two dollar range. And I bet it would go even higher. Mike sitting here is like, oh, I got four copies. But yes, I will trade with I you after. Not, yeah. I didn't. I'm not bringing that up oh, because no. of madness. I bought these a long time ago for dredge. For dredge. <laughs> well, dredge reasons. It's not a bad idea. It works for the dredge mechanic. I would, I would say if you got the money for it and you want a, a good madness deck, I would recommend him but some people who are more competitive may not because of the CMC. Because they're all playing more. This is one of those cards that 
was printed a long time ago, and as long as it keeps holding the hype and continues growing, this is probably a reprint in one of the next uh, supplemental he, sets. He hasn't been reprinted printed since the set he was in. So The problem is, is this card to be reprinted has to be in a supplemental set because where are they going to use a keyword for minion? They're not going to make creatures that are quote-unquote minion. It has to fit a flavor somewhere, so this is a very unique piece. Minion, that's only used for the remove ability. Minion was is a creature type. They've recently reprinted minions. Not in like full force. It's like one on the side in a commander set. That's why this would have to be supplemental. When was like, do you Ravnica. remember in Ravnica there were being a minion type creature? Yes. Which one? If I remember right, and I could be wrong, it wasn't this previous Ravnica. It was the Ravnica before Return. One of those... Uh, one of the three that they had in that set was a minion. So on these moments, what you do is you go to scryfall.com to call out your buddy, right? <laughs> search like, creature type <laughs> minion segue. in the advanced search <laughs> he likes to and hit go. So when that happens, you can look at the types of creatures printed in all of Magic's past with the keyword minion and find out that Mike is f- decently full of BS. So far, it's all supplemental sets or old sets. Oh, oh, nope. That's a keyword minion. I thought I was going to be wrong there. So again, the most recent cards are minion from the latest commandian set, or commander set, which is supplemental, and chainer nightmare adept, which is just came out in the new set. So that's one point for uh, the boys back home. <laughs> He's shaking his head. So, uh, again, scryfall.com when you want to call out your buddy's bullshit. <laughs> His face. Ouch. <laughs> That's all I got. No rebuttal? <laughs> For once, he's speechless. No. Um, <laughs> well, take, let, me, let me mark down this date. Here we go. I'll take the L on that one. All Good. right. All right. He's, he gets me most of the time. That's why I get to be vengeful. I was told I have to watch my behavior on this podcast. Yeah, it's in your contract. Oh, I no more 13 year old unpaid contract. All right, so the last spike I want to talk to you guys about is going to go deeper into standard. Um, Kethis, the hidden hand, it had a small spike, and I can I really can see this going a lot uh, higher. Kethis, the hidden hand, is a legendary three drop creature, one white, one black, one green, that was just printed in M20. Legendary spells you cast. Uh, Cost one colorless mana less to cast. Exile two legendary cards from your graveyard until end of turn. Each legendary in your graveyard um, gains. You may play this card from your graveyard. So it allows you to reuse your legendaries. So cards like Fivel Flip are being used. And we'll talk about this standard deck in just a little bit. But I see this card going up certainly a little more consistent than it has. Right now it's 350. It was really not a high cost mythic. And let's go over some cheap pickups because we don't want to just talk about what's expensive, but what you should be investing in if you uh, want to pick up cards for your decks. So Soul Scar Mage has stabilized. Um, that is two dollars and fifty cents. Um, uh, so I should go over what the card is. Soul Scar Mage is a one-drop human wizard that has prowess. It's a one-two for a mom and cat. If a source would deal non-combat damage to a creature an opponent controls, you may put negative one counters on that creature instead, equal to the damage. So it allows you to get a lot around these indestructible creatures, which is really handy. 
The other pieces that are worth mentioning is the first sliver that came out of the new Modern Horizons. Trent's already shaking his oh, head. Oh, God. Five costs, one of every color, so Warburg. Legendary creature sliver. It has cascade. All sliver spells you cast have cascade. So if you're playing a sliver commander or modern in uh, modern slivers, this is a must-have. But it's just really going down. It's ten bucks right now. I think everybody relatively saw that card going down. I didn't. I really didn't. It was a mythic coming out of the set. There's a lot of uh, sliver players, but you know everybody got their copy, and it all depends on how much was printed and what the need was. Compared to Queen and Hive Lord, he's the lesser of the three. Right. So in, in commander, you need a one-off copy. Oh, yeah, he's but the first sliver. I think it comes down to I'm surprised that in modern, that good. the first one's armor is good. They're only using two copies in those decks. Right. That's really what it comes down to is they're just not using enough, and we finally now cracked in the boxes. So next on the list, and sticking that finance realm, I thought this was great. TCG put out some social media sites <laughs> that tomorrow, when they're announcing the bans and update announcement, that they're going to do a 5% off sale, which isn't really that big of news. But they stated that if Hogak gets banned... They're going to do 8% instead. Well, it didn't quite come out that way. Oh, yeah. Cool. Look at that. The way they worded it was even better. Yeah, the <laughs> way they worded it was... was uh, let's, Actually, let's just pull it up. <laughs> uh, here's the deal. Starting on Monday, August 26th, you're going to get 5% bonus... Ah, later. Bonus bucks back on all singles. But here's the catch. If a card just so happens to get banned Monday morning, quotations, and we're not going to say any names... You get eight percent bonus bucks back on all singles instead. And in case you're wondering who that is, they have a nice picture of Hogak in the background. Hey, oh, in yeah. my defense, I haven't seen Hogak, <laughs> and that little pry is not fun. It's funny that she it's didn't funny. understand. I didn't right know away. who it was. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it literally they started out the advertisement by saying, "Have you had fun playing modern lately?" We <laughs> haven't either. If the answer is no. <laughs> so I just know. started playing modern. So I have absolutely no idea what's being played right now. So I, I, I'm i going back to... Do you have a deck? Yeah, I actually do. You have it with you? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'll play you. So I'm, I'm going back to where I started playing. So that was Gate Crash, though. So Burn was big. So I am playing a Modern Red... Um, wow, Gutter Snipe. I just completely <laughs> brain farted his name. So it's I'm, I'm literally running, I think, 20 shocks. Or something like that. So one drop. It's your damage. One, one, one or You're two. playing twenty bolt. Basically, basically. He's playing twenty bolt. Twenty bolt. Yeah. So it's a turn four win if everything goes. And Bet you I can beat you turn one. Probably. <laughs> and how modern's established? They even advertise it still in the records that modern's a four term format. Yep. If you can mm-hmm. make it to turn four, you have a good percent chance to win. Yep. And gutter snipe as a deck has been used in budget uh, modern for a long time. They use it with uh, young pyromancer. Cast a spell, get benefit. Electrostatic field. <laughs> there you extra go. damage. Yes. That, extra damage, that's, just the best. I believe that I'm starting a sideboard, and that's going in there. I'm Young Pyromancer, I'm not really a fan of the elementals. Hogak so. has turned Modern, which was already developing into a turn two deck, to a consistent two-turn deck. I thought it was turn three. It's turn two. Is it's, it turn two? Yep, turn two, they have it out. They're already rolling. I think I can win turn one. It's disgusting. <laughs> He's, uh, for those that don't know... You're playing it's, the it's uh, Crystal Brand, the Neo form combo. Yeah, just some 
I gotta swallow. Okay, it's, it's, saying that it's a hit or miss. Okay, it's a, hit it's or a miss. fun deck. It's, it's awesome. It's not consistent turn one, but this is consistently turn two. And anybody that's been playing MTGO really is sick of it. That's why I'm. You know, I watch MTG Goldfishes uh, against the odds, and I just love seeing small wins against Hogak and how he celebrates against Hogak before the the quote unquote ban's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> and he was playing a Bears deck. I think it was against the odds. He was using those new uh, bear cards from Modern Horizons. And somehow, it didn't go well against other decks, but he could defeat Hogat consistently with it. So I'm like, hmm. woo! Sounds about as bad as that Merfolk deck that I had versus KCI. I somehow beat KCI. I think that was the first time you played against KCI. Was it, it was. Not? The very first one I somehow won. Then uh, I think a week later it got banned. banned. <laughs> Instant banned. <laughs> Merfolk player beat him. Ban it. Ban it. <laughs> KCI. That's, uh, that's how it goes. The field goes in the wild, but so getting into the decks, I talked a little about the Kethis combo. So going into it, they had a tournament, and I'm actually pulling this from Channel Fireball. They had uh, how it broke standard. New Kethis combo deck broke standard at MTG Arena Qualifier. So we're seeing the normal Bant Scapeshift, Vampires, Mono Red, yeah, that type of uh, stuff happening, even Boris Feather. But this came. No, no one had a brew, no one was going on, and this really took high numbers using the Kethis Legendary Creatures uh, cost less combo. So the deck list is using things like uh, Fiddle Flip the Lost to draw more cards. It's using Lazav to essentially create other things that they can uh, flip out. And it's using a, uh, I'm just pulling this up here, an Uncommon from Dominaria. Diligent Excavator. It's a two-drop, one-three creature, human artificer. When you cast a historic spell, target player puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard. So historic is anything that is saga, legendary, or artifact. So he's filling the whole deck with legendary creatures. Of course, he's going to be playing them and then dredging himself to recast them out of the graveyard. It's really nice against these repetitive combos, such as the Bandscape Shift and Vampires that continually pump out tokens. Now he can pump out legendaries with abilities to draw out his deck. Check it out. They have this list on Channel, uh, channel, fi- channel Fireball. That's going to be the new uh, name we're going to use. Channel Fireball. You're on Channel Fireball. Speaking of Channel Fireball, I want to take a moment. Channel Fireball. It, Channel Fireball, I don't know if you're listening. I, I uh, We've had some listeners. I, I know we had Rudy from Alpha Investment. Shout out. Mm-hmm. He listened, liked the podcast. But if you're listening, Channel Fireball, you know, everybody give a round of applause. Vegas was covered this weekend. Not about time. Oh, my God. Thank you very much. I wasn't in the blind. We got to see some nice plays. You know, Hogak was still... Hogak. <laughs> Hogak is still Hogak. So still Hoging. I'm not really going to be watching a ton on the modern front, but it's great to have coverage, not be blind, not see people's Twitter posts saying, oh, I got my first top eight, holla, and it just be bullshit. So good on you guys. I know we complained about it a lot. We need to keep this up. I don't know if we just need to keep praising or complaining, but thank you. <laughs> coverage in the chat. <laughs> coverage in the chat. Coverage in the chat. F for coverage. Speaking of which, what does F the F coverage. in the chat mean? I F see these lines. F They put an F in the chat for coverage. It's or? it's from it's a meme from like Call of Duty. Is it where they press press F at the funeral or something? 
Yeah. Press right. for the funeral. If you can help an old man that loves magic with his meme skills, please go to our Facebook page and explain F in the chat for us, please. <laughs> All I the segues. Like I'd just like to add that he's asking for help, and I'm sitting next to him. I'm banned on Facebook frequently for memes. <laughs> so. Mike is Mike is not a meme king. He's a meme dredge lord. <laughs> Very good at what I do. He's the jester yes. of... When it comes to like Facebook. Mike's birthday or holidays, like I got him a... What was it? A... Kekistan flag. Kekistan flag. <laughs> I, I I thought it was great. A great little meme. I can't post that on. I don't Facebook. think Facebook did though. But you can hang it out <laughs> your trailer. Suspecting that I have it. Live in a van down by the river. Hey, you know what? That's a great existence. <laughs> Just pointing that out. It's a great what? It what did you your, say? It the, went over your head, Poindexter. Continue. Oh, Poindexter. Oh, okay. Never hey, mind. hey. This is what I get for letting you guys play Commander before you go to the podcast. <laughs> I didn't even play Commander. I'm just tired from work. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> just being a baby. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> last word. To support Mike's statement for a great <laughs> really? life. Well, what was it really the last word? <laughs> the, there is a MLB baseball pitcher that lives in his van in the parking lot. He's making millions of dollars a year, but he lives in his well, van. Yeah, rent Ooh. is cheap. Uh, it's <laughs> a pitcher for one of the teams on Florida. In Florida? Yep. Florida. Yep. So Florida well, yeah. Florida or Texas. <laughs> Here's the but thing, though. Renting your, renting in your van is cheap. Hey, so I mean, I know park. the Rays viewership is down, but does he have to live into a van? <laughs> I don't think Why it's not? Tampa, but it's, it's somewhere down there. Like, yeah, he yeah. lives in his van. He's a multimillionaire. I mean, if you're in Tampa and your AC works well, I live in my van. <laughs> oh, yeah. In Minnesota, we can't. We don't have that luxury. You just have a generator running 24-7. <laughs> but in, in the van. <laughs> My generator broke. Can I take a shower? But the benefit of living in Minnesota is if you need some place to keep your food cold and your fridge breaks down, you can outside. just put it in a snowbank. Just put it outside. Right. For nine months of the year, <laughs> at least. Possibly ten. Holy tangents, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so back on track. So talking about modern, Hogax dominating. We're going to have the ban tomorrow. Uh, everybody's betting on it. It's we are. I, I won't say it's a guarantee, but I mean, come on. If TCG player is going to give us eight percent, I'm in. <laughs> so there's not a lot to talk about. It's not a whole lot of rotation, but I just want to bring to light some of the more niche modern decks that are still what I call tiered, but don't get a lot of attention. So I'm going to talk about Enduring Ideal. It's not. <laughs> it's not a deck that gets a lot of great rapport, but it's a fun deck because it uses a hidden ability that really no one knows exists. So, Enduring Ideal is based off of the card, Enduring Ideal. It is a seven-cost sorcery it's from Kamigawa. <laughs> Saviors of Kamigawa, the whole Kamigawa block was done right around the recession. It didn't have a lot of great draft mechanics. So, if you opened a couple boxes out of it, you had problems where everything had to have arcane, everything had to have legend types, and it was really hard to draft out of for new players. Experienced players, Mike's already got his hand on my shoulder, like, mm. Please. Kamigawa was back in the early 2000s. The recession was in 2008, 2009. No, no, this is like right during that time where people bought it was that 2008, 2009. So this came out like 2000. I think it's, I can actually pull up the card here and uh, see the copyright details. 2005. So this didn't sell until 2006, 7. So I'm right when recession was starting, boom. Boom. Stick the that in your oven. recession started in 2008, 2009. Not. The recession was full force 2008. 
I can't fact check this one, so this is my my personal theory. But it was a low selling set for sure. That is a, oh yeah, that is a fact. We can agree on that. Kamigawa was very unsuccessful. Very unsuccessful, but there's a lot of beloved cards. So this card again is a seven drop white sorcery. Search your library for an enchantment card and put it into play. Then shuffle your library. But it has a keyword below it called epic. Epic is for the rest of the game. You cannot cast spells. Instead, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may copy this spell for every upkeep going forward. So, essentially, you're giving up playing cards for you searching for an enchantment in your deck and putting it to play every upkeep. So, why would you do that? You would use cards like, I'm going to pull up the list here, uh, Simeon Spirit Guide to exile to get mana quickly. Hmm. You would use Lotus Bloom, which is a suspend three for zero. And essentially, it gives you a Black Lotus in three turns. So you use all this mana on turn three, cast Enduring Ideal, and pull out all these disgusting over, uh, overly uh, CMC'd enchantments like Overwhelming Splendor, which creature uh, creatures enchanted player control lose all abilities and have power and toughness 1-1. One, one. Enchanted player can't activate abilities that aren't mana abilities or loyalty abilities. So it shuts down all his creatures. Then you'd use uh, other cards like Form of the Dragon, which is a massive seven-cost enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, Form of the Dragon deals five damage to target creature or player. Um, I think it's routed to any target, to be honest. At the end of each turn, your life total becomes five, and creatures without flying can't attack. So you just use these giant enchantments to shut down and win the board state. So this is a fun, I would call brew. You can use a lot of different enchantments. It's uh, the whole deck ticks in paper, six hundred dollars, instead of that uh, two grand price that John is back up to now. Jesus Christ! So give it a go. Go on MTG Goldfish. You'll see Enduring Ideal there available to look at. Also, I'm gonna do some research on that epic. I only know it was just one set of keywords for Kamigawa, but there's got to be some way you could pay off. I think the blue one is the one that uh, allows you to tutor and put in probably artifacts. I'm going to have to look it up, see if I can do some commander brew. I think that would be fun. Just be done casting spells and just win off of uh, playing an epic card. I think that would be a, a fun commander brew. If not, just at least a one of, so you can have some fun with it. So the budget deck of the week that I want to go over, because modern's so expensive, is Artifact Blast. Most people have seen Affinity and the cost that goes along with Affinity. Uh, Affinities really costs a lot because of the Mox Opals. Zero cost. Um, it's a half, it has, uh, um, i trying to remember at the top of my head, Metal Craft. You can tap it for mana. It's a Mox with the Metal Craft uh, hitch, so to speak. So those cards are well above $100 right now. And if you use all the other cheap budget pieces, such as Memnite, Ornithopters, um, even use some of the more closer to standard, like Beaumont Courier, use these small artifacts that can, in the of themselves, do damage, but then recycle them to use Shrapnel Blast. Shrapnel Blast is a two-drop red instant that additional cost to it, sacrifice an artifact, and then deal five damage to target any target. So have all these small infinity-like creatures swing in, and when you're done with them, pitch them essentially to their face for five damage. It's like a better fling for cheap artifacts. It's going to say fling or thud, yeah. Right. Yeah. And on top of it, you can use the card Galvanic Blast. 
it's a better than lightning bolt for artifacts. So one drop, instant, deal two damage to any target, shock, or it upgrades to better than lightning bolt with metalcraft and deals four damage instead. So you're doing a ton of damage, and this whole deck, even right now, is taking around that $70 mark. 70 bucks to get into modern, is that like, what, one premier fetch land? I think so. Yeah, depends on which one. Was it like, I think it's like 65 right now for a scolding tarn? Yes. Um, Something like that. We look that up quick. Danny will check while we, uh, while we continue chug forward, but certainly check that out. Again, Artifact Blast. I love uh, using MTG Goldfish to look up some of these decks. So, fun rant. This last week I've been seeing a couple different posts. I think uh, um, Saffron Olive did a stream with Battle of Wits. In the past, we've seen a couple Battle of Wits come to uh, GPs and maybe get a, a little fringe success. But for those that like to be a more of a Timmy player or a Johnny player, there's the three archetypes. Timmy just likes to do things because it's cool. Johnny likes to do it because it has a sweet list. It may be competitive, but he wants to keep a theme and spike just wants to win he doesn't care spike. how so if you're if you're timmy and you want to get into modern and be competitive while still doing crazy things do a battle of wits deck yes so yes. for those that don't know battle of wits is an old card that was actually reprinted for modern purposes in a core set battle of wits five converted mana cost three colorless two blue enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep if you have 200 or more cards in your library you win the game. Immediately you think of like this giant mound of cards. Imagine having a deck because you're not it's not just two hundred. It has to be in your deck, so you need cards to play. Yes. So the average Battle of Witch deck is generally two hundred and fifty cards. Two and a half commander decks just to play modern? That is a solid wedge of pain. <laughs> what he's playing? I don't know. Maybe it's Battle Wits. So the problem with this deck is in real competitive magic, when you're talking about GPs and you're at a higher relic, a rel 3, there's a lot of micro steps you got to be uh, um, aware of, and shuffling's one of them. If you can't successfully shuffle your deck in a fair amount of time, they'll just kick you out. So you either have to have massive hands or a real skill with shuffling 250 cards by yourself in a legal manner so you're not, you know, quote-unquote, you know, cutting the deck or trying to cheat you have to do a full hard shuffle and then hand it to your opponent to cut and they're not going to shuffle it they're just going to grab this giant just wedge bless it. They'll just bless it they'll just uh, continue on but <laughs> that's the real it. struggle so this is played mainly online but i i really want to brew this like this is a uh this has been one on my list for a long time and of course the you do <laughs> most recent is done is like a super friends combo so we've heard like using the gate watch well this is 250 cards and now we have war the spark out so that's what saffron olive did he took battle of wits and he basically put like at least one of of every planeswalker he could scoop up that was decent and threw it in the deck and then multiple copies of the high powered planeswalkers so it's super fun do your homework. There's a tons of articles all over the online about Battle of Wits. It there's not a net. You can't just MTG Goldfish this and go. What are everybody's playing with wins? It's not how this goes. You can make combos. You can put any type of stuff you want in there and brew it to your heart's content. It's a Timmy deck through and through that can be competitive. So the Sculling Tarn is ninety two dollars right now market. Just for a non foil. Just for a Scalding Tarn. Like this, red blue, and that's the reprint. Yep, um, that's not that's Modern Master Seventeen. Zen, oh, let's go back to Zendikar. 
that's just a rare. Um, the card price for that would be $89. But if you go to the Scalding Tarn uh, Zendikar Expansion, or Expedition, sorry, that one would be $335 market, but that was only foil. Right. Like there's there's no other prints. That's, that's a, a that's an expedition. So yeah. So you're looking at that around the ninety buck yeah. price range. So for twenty less dollars, you can have the whole deck for modern for yep. that uh, that last brew. Thanks for looking that one up. Yeah, no problem. Tell you we should uh, if we're gonna build that Battle of Wits deck, just put four copies of that in there, and then the rest lands. Oh yeah, four copies of Battle of Wits. You can't do the rest lands because you have to interact. So yeah, here's land. Think of it as an that's alternate win con. <coughs> Battle of Wits, and I win. Well, what if you put a Lily on it? They can have them discard. You can hold them back, take away their gas, destroy a creature until you get Battle of the Wits out. So you can't really do that, but... Or you just go for the win. Just the memes. You know, Battle of the Wits and bunch of land. Just put illegal cards in there. Pay one, play the card, win the game. Yes, easy. Or start... You know, pretend it's a ley line of the Battle of the Wits. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh... Oh, I'm a, sorry. I'm reveal Battle of the Wits from my hand, and I win. Play That's a, it. Play a glorious end. That's how I play, play it on their turn. Just play glorious end. Just pass their turns. You win. Technically, that would still be turn two. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Hogak. Can you tell? No, I can't. Mike's making a Hogak commander just to, just to spite me. And, no, be, actually, and because I think he'll find a madness way to use Hogak. So, um, I only play really Oathbreaker and commander. And I know this is kind of handicapping myself, but... I don't think I have a commander that isn't a three-color. See, that's... I play tribal commanders, so... Everybody has a different play style. I almost play exclusively monocolor commanders. I know you do. Yeah. I got dual. But I it. play Edgar, Verena, uh, what's her name? It's a three-color exile cards from opponents' graveyards when they hit, or whatever, human commander, because I wanted to do that. Mike's play style is hard Mardu. He loves his vampires. He loves his, uh, you know, ways of uh, doing life steal and lifelink. I'm more he loves of, his hard Mardu. I'm more of a black white player. I can't think of the name of the the Orzov. 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 I'm more of an Orzov player. Every deck I have. But you'll splash red. I've seen it. I'll splash blue too. I don't know. Just because blue's your color. <laughs> just to give me some interest, bait me in. I like to bait you in. I'm good at that. I live in a van. I'll just go back to my original statement. I am a nail player. You're what? So tribal, Naya, Sapperlings, so that's why I'm Professor Oak. I'll just stick with Izzet. Nice. Call it good. No, Apparently Danny is his first name you were telling me. What? Professor Oak's first name is Danny. I have no idea. They just call you Professor Oak for no apparent reason? <laughs> All right, let me no, Google this. It's, 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 <laughs> it's my, my Xbox Live player name. Oh. Professor Oak Thirty. What, are you trying to promote yourself? Yes. This is where I promote myself. Hey, get off. <laughs> but just, no. My, I just thought my, it was like some meme from Matt. Uh, no, it's, Matt's, it's, uh, just, it's more of a self-brewed Nickname because my last name's Oakstead. Oh. So it's a Professor Oak. Norwegian. Yep. I just like Good to Norwegians. point out that Professor Oak's first name is Professor. Just going to leave that there. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. And I'm only Good about Lord. six I years of schooling Pokemon to be, have a PhD. So. You want me to play that? I'll play it. No, please don't. Let me be a doctor, <laughs> but anyway. All right, back on track. Back on track. ADHD <laughs> up in here. <laughs> it is. Sweet. So. Next item on is Magic the Gathering has a new companion app for tournaments. You can go to the Magic website. You can find the companion app in information. You can sign up. It's a in beta right now. I think it's open beta. And I tried it out. It works pretty well. You can use it for tournament structures. So they wanted to give the tool that they have for 
um, local game stores so people can do their own tournament brackets without having to use a third-party software. So this uses more or less casual official uh, tournament stances. So you can do your own drafts. You can do your own FNMs for places that do not have a local game store. They're making the tools more accessible to people. I think this is fantastic. It is free. You do have to sign up for a Magic account. Um, to log in for all the features, and I think they do that more for tracking, so they can do more bug logs and stuff like that. It's not for, you know, they're going to have a paid subscription out of this. This is a tool free to the public, so give it a go. The Magic the Gathering Companion app on iTunes and the Android Play Store. Next update is Hasbro made a announcement across the entire company um, for more of the green, eco-friendly ideal. They're going to stop using plastic for toys and game packaging entirely. So this was a big update, and it really didn't come out of Magic Sources. This is Hasbro entirely. They make a lot more than just Magic the Gathering. So Monopoly, mm-hmm. I can only assume, is no longer going to be saran-wrapped. So what are they going to do? I have no idea. But Some sort of metal foil? Put a box on a box. Well, I think what they're going to do is you're going to go into a local game store. You're going to buy a board game. You're going to buy a couple packs of Magic, and it's going to be all in a big brown paper bag, making you look like you're taking alcohol out of a store. <laughs> So uh, those of you that have to do this, be careful. And when the police officer asks if you have uh, alcohol in there, just say, please, can I have a Dewey? Because you don't want to be embarrassed by your nerd product in your backseat. Get more I'd like to add that we're not lawyers, and that's not legal advice. Thank well, you. Speak for yourself. No, no. M- Mike is our uh, honorary lawyer in the system, so uh, thank you for covering my bum there, sir. But, but I do it for a living. No, I'm not actually yeah, a lawyer, I'm sure you but do. I do work in Law enforcement. He watches NCIS on the weekends, and he objects. <laughs> <laughs> to everything. Well, first of all, that implies that I enjoy NCIS. I do not watch NCIS. That <laughs> oh, is a come on. Let show. me have that one. No, no. But really, we're not lawyers, obviously. So, But uh, also, I Judge Judy on the allegedly, weekends, I'm a judge. Allegedly taken as a joke. Thank you. Moving on. So, MTG Arena, everybody's complaining that they never have had Mac support. You know, if you're using a Mac product, there's a whole debate between what products you should use with phones. But PCs, no no one's argued. They're just overpriced. They're nice. Right now, I'm recording this on a Mac. It's my wife's old Mac. It's not my personal favorite, but they don't work on a Mac. You can't download MTG Arena. It's been frustrating a lot of people. So what they did is they decided, hey, guys, you know these great guys that play Fortnite and make all these nine-year-olds floss in front of your front lawn? We're going to put our product on that store to get more non-yellows to play MTG, and we're going to finally support it on the Mac. So go to Epic Game Store. You'll be able to find it there soon in the future and coming out for Mac. Most people ignored the Epic Game Store uh, information, but again, there's a lot of players playing it. It's Fortnite's huge. Oh my god! You're just, you know, just crying in the background. Girls having babies. <laughs> Life's being dark. Life I don't even know where to go. Life's being bored. Just like it. <laughs> Lives are just going down. Lives are going down. As much as I make fun of it, you know, Fortnite is a vetted uh, game. It's not bad. It's just filled with a bunch of younger, younger kids. And I, that are I, making I, millions of dollars playing a game. I am harsh on it, yeah. but it's a fantastic upgrade for the arena players to get to a new platform and finally get Mac. And for anybody that wants a good laugh, I highly <laughs> recommend the Flash Gets. Apex video. Oh, Jesus. Because that video is pretty much the tits. <laughs> tits. 
Is that like Keyword. the Apex? <laughs> Keyword there's in like <laughs> Apex Legends. Got to bring him in. Yeah, right. that's Apex Legends. So we're going to have to reach out to Flash Gits and ask them. They did a Joe, uh, was it Joe Rogan podcast episode? It's fantastic <laughs> yes. with the chimpanzee. We're going to have to ask them to do a Magic the Gathering episode. They wouldn't have to do a lot. It's just a bunch of, you know, nerds. Around, like a redo of Francis flipping a table. That's yeah. what we need. <laughs> and for you nerds out there who, my Xbox who might what be I want. curious, I'm dead. I'm fairly certain, I can't speak with certainty on this, but certain enough, that they get their name from Flash Gets Yellow, the Citadel paint. I think that's correct. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's where they get it from. They're, uh, I, I, I can't confirm either, but they, on a lot of the episodes, they talk about like old toys and old stuff that they, they've yeah. done. But and I'm, a, I'm a Warhammer 40k player, so. Let's cross our fingers and hopefully we can talk them into a magic episode. Good luck. Fingers crossed. Last piece on my news list, guys. This is the most important. Trent's looking at me like, oh, please. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Magic the Gathering. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that backfired. Wonderful sound effects. All right, right, ready? Has announced yoga 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 Yes, they're going to have official yoga pants for Magic the Gathering. Yes. Off oh, very finally. soon. God, yes. We're not, we haven't confirmed if Chandra is on the uh, crotch yet, though. I, think oh, I hope Chandra's on the it's crotch. Not, it's not Chandra on the crotch. <laughs> think of it more of what pants Chandra wears. That's what you're going to be wearing. It's going to be like fire yoga pants. pants of your favorite Planeswalker's pants. They have like Il- uh, Liliana on there. I'm going to be getting a pair of Liliana's yoga no, pants. No, 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 I'm no, going to rock my curves. Chandra. So I'm a... Uh, beginning to dip my toes deep into uh content for magic the gathering i'm not uh i'm not the professor but i am tempted now with these yoga pants to finally do a product review and just like you know bend and snap (laughs) 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 pants split open in the bag (laughs) no giddy let me down again just just the whole legally blonde bend and snap it's not it's not that hard we have three brands and walked through Walmart for three hours without knowing that with a big rip in the back of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> no one will say anything because I think it's your anime pants. <laughs> I hope everybody from behind had a good view. Yes, buddy. I have. They're all scarred for life. <laughs> yeah. They're all like, what's wrong with his eyes? It's the purple haze. It's the purple <laughs> haze. <laughs> but no, I'll just sit there with three brands of pants. It'll be the official and then two unofficial. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, the official rip <laughs> right in the crotch area. <laughs> Mike's tried them out. He blew them out the back. <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to do a pair of the Chandra yoga pants and everybody can walk around and go, I got fire crotch pants. Because that's going to be a thing for ages. My pants are on fire. I mean, I'll do it. You I just do wish. anything for 20 bucks. Hey, 20 bucks will, is 20 bucks. Exactly. The, the, the people that <laughs> are bringing like red these, money if you get enough. The people that are bringing these <laughs> official pants... Be heard. We want to try them. Send us copies. Please, we'll please. Give you a full I am begging. Review. You know, four of them for hell, sure. We'll even be biased and <laughs> pretend that they <laughs> they look good. I'd like. Hey, to I w- if it, Chandra, yes, yes. I'd right. like to add that I have please the best Chandra. legs for a pair of yoga pants. Boy, that couldn't be any further <laughs> from the truth. <laughs> He'll even wax them for the yoga pants. So that, that's a promise. We will wax Mike's legs. Yes. for testing of these yoga pants. Yes, I will hold them down. We'll so, even record this on video. I might scream like a three-year-old girl because I have... You do that anyway. So let's be real. Under Armour already has men's leggings. Shh. Right. No, so what's no, the no. difference? This one's going to be magic. Hopefully. You're paying for the name. Thing is, that's it's, that's for athletes. This is for nerds. Well, this is just a step that, up. They're I'm, doing I'm, this. I'm just saying it's 
they're doing this because it's branded yoga pants. So right. next, they're going to do Planeswalker bathwater. Planeswalker. <laughs> oh my god, Planeswalker bathwater bathwater. Planeswalker girl bathwater. Chandra water not included. That's, it, that's <laughs> the Bath problem. Is Chandra's not going to exist. Wait, isn't Chandra Bath water bombs? like that uh, fireball? What? Oh, that <laughs> would that would fit. <laughs> that would be so well. That is what nerds call fireball. <laughs> but Ileana is just a just a little thing of yeg. No, she's like Licorice. that. <laughs> Well, t- I'll tell you what her water is after the podcast. Oh, <laughs> so would what would uh would a uh, Eugene's be uh, Everclear? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Ugin. All right, moving on. So <laughs> we got through the news. I know we we went on a bunch of tangents. This was fun though. <laughs> so what we want to dive into this week for a little bit deep vibe topic is Oathbreaker. So in server shows, we've pretty heavily been um, pushing MagicKids.org. The group that did that was Weird Cards Charity. Weird Cards Charity came up with their entire format of Oathbreaker. For those that don't know, Oathbreaker's rules are essentially based upon Commander. Commander is normally a 100-card deck, and it uses a single legendary card to match the color identity of the deck, and you can only use one copy of each card beyond basic land. So, Oathbreaker takes it a step further. Instead of having a legendary creature, it uses a Planeswalker and... A signature spell both from the command zone. The yep. Oathbreaker. So the legendary Planeswalker has to be essentially the commander of the deck, and the everything else in the deck, including the signature spell, has to match color. They made this a 60-card format, but all cards, besides basic lands, have to be unique, like commander, and the life total starts at 20. So they wanted to make this a faster... Um, I don't know. A easier, faster version of less yeah. complicated, <laughs> less complicated, more swallowable version of Commander. And I think it's a fantastic Sw- f- swallowable. swallowable, right? <laughs> the horse pill that is Commander, <laughs> right? <laughs> so the Commander game we did with the precons—that's not something we've upgraded. How long no. did it take them to go through two matches at the store? Was six it hours. Six hours. Six hours. Right. That's insane. Wow. Well, I would. People did not play I would add decks. that Oathbreakers. I love Oathbreaker. I would add that some of the issues the format experiences right now are mostly due to the fact that people can build some broken stuff. Trent has a deck entirely built around preventing combat damage every turn, <laughs> and he gets it off. Well, before I we get into it. Before we get <laughs> into some of the synergies, let's just go love it. But before we get into some of the synergies, let's just go into Oathbreaker as the format. So, again, it's faster. It's still meant for uh, multiplayer for free for all, so it's intended for a pot of four. It can be done one on one, but again, talking only in the multiplayer format you cast your Planeswalker first. Mm-hmm. Once you have your Planeswalker out, then you can cast your signature spell. Right, yes. Once that instant or sorcery, the signature spell that matches the commander, resolves, it goes back to the command zone with its own individual cast uh, counter. Yep. So just as though it was the commander. And let's say that your Planeswalker gets destroyed. You cannot recast the signature spell until your the Planeswalker is recast. Yes. So the Planeswalker has to be out to use your signature spell, which right. is an inherent disadvantage but an advantage because you can recast your your signature spell right so that was the way they try to balance it but this allows you to use pre-con kits that you get these 20 dollars pre-con kits that not a lot of people give a lot of hype for they'll buy because they they get a pack inside of them maybe there's one planeswalker they want to use out of these things but they can use these 20 dollars packs to really get started essentially as a basic or breaker deck or maybe Magic releases an Wizards releases an entire set with three Chandras in it. Right. Right. And then they can <laughs> use one of them's very much so a pain. Use these the planeswalkers, and I think this really because this was made before War of the Spark. 
And we didn't have a really diverse Planeswalker pool. No. Now that we have War of the Spark out, we have diverse mana costs, which you see with the two-color uh, mana costs. What was the uh, um, the black-red uh, Minotaur? Angrath. Now we have hybrid mana Planeswalkers. We had Angrath before War, though, too. Yeah, but it wasn't you know black or red. The way I look rebels. at this, and I just just my thoughts, is going off on a very small tangent, if I may. That's what we're here for. That's, we're here that's for. been the whole podcast today. <laughs> um, the way I look at it is that everybody wants Planeswalkers outside of outside of the Gatewatch. If Oathbreaker somehow does take off, will it be something that pushes Wizards to get away from the Gatewatch and release new Planeswalkers because of Oathbreaker, because of supply and demand? I think they've done a great job of stepping away. We don't see two Gatewatch every every set anymore. No, but I miss my Lily. You miss <laughs> But we still see, like, now we went to the core. We saw the story of Chandra getting played out again, which again. it's not getting a beating yeah, a dead baby. horse yet, but yeah, a horse is still being beaten. Chandra is to magic what Superman is to DC. They beat that horse every chance they get. It sells. You know, sh- uh, clearly we had sh- <laughs> a hype with the Chandra cow, yogurt baby. pants. The cash cow. The cash cow. So it works, but yes, this really entices the diversity. So I think it's healthy for it. And it's cheap to get into. It makes a faster game, so you're not having to invest an hour and a half minimum to a commander uh, game. And I really hope it really gets some traction, and War of the Spark brought that to fruition. No no doubt about it. So going into it, now that we even have other platforms adopting it, EDH Rec has been a tool for commander players for a long time. You type in a single legendary card, boom, it gives you a list of what people are playing with that commander to really give you an idea of what's good or synergizes with that commander. So EDH Rec has actually made a beta, oathbreaker.edhrec.com. And this gives you some ideas to see more of the popular oathbreakers that are out there. And they're still aggregating a lot of information. This is still a new site. It's in beta. But it gives you an idea of what people are playing and what combos you see out there. And just to give people an idea, and they can look this up again, oathbreaker.edhrec.com. This gives you a real taste of some competitive decks. So to go through this, the top few list here, you'll see Sahili, uh, Sublime Artificer. Again, that Planeswalker is a three drop. It's one colorless and two um, blue or red Planeswalker. And it has an ability where whenever you cast a non-creature spell... Create a 1-1 colorless servo artifact token. You can um, neg 2 loyalty. Target artifact you control becomes a copy of another target artifact creature you control until end of turn, except it's an artifact addition to its other types. So they're using this with Thoughtcast. Thoughtcast is a 5-drop, draw 2 cards, sorcery, that has affinity for artifacts. So you build an artifact deck with Sahili, you copy it, or copy creatures to make more artifacts, and then Thoughtcast is essentially one cost to draw two cards. So it's it's just fast, nice uh, synergy with the with the commander, and these are all over the place. Um, one of the other synergies that they have for another commander is Arlen Cord. Arlen Cord is a red green planeswalker four drop. Um. Until end of turn, one target creature gains 2-2, Hasten Vigilance. Zero for put a 2-2 green wolf creature onto the battlefield and transform it. So the whole idea is build an entire deck with werewolves that flip. Then its signature spell is Moon Mist. Transform 
all humans and prevent all combat damage that we be dealt this turn to werewolves and wolves. So, synergy. You're building wolves, you're having a full werewolf deck, and then you have a fog transform flip card. I don't know if uh, ah, fog. anybody from EDH Rec that works on that website is listening. I love what you've done with the Oathbreaker stuff. You've made it very simple to search. However, looking at the website, and maybe they've changed this, it's been a couple of... It is in beta. It's been, yeah. I would add that to make it much more organized, rather than put a picture of the Planeswalker with the six spell behind her, I would say add a picture of the Planeswalker where you can click on it, and then underneath is a list of the spells in ranking order. So it's more organized and it's more fluid. So they do do that. So I'm, I have a couple of different Oathbreaker decks that I'm either Brute Ring or Completed. And right here, Renin 6, that's the you know super hype. I really want that card. Modern Horizons <laughs> I gave Planeswalker. It's, I hate you so much. I know you do. So it's many cards that I want from it you're not going to give me. It's a two drop. It's red and green. Reaper legendary print of Planeswalker. <laughs> and allows you to recur lands from the graveyard. Ping with one damage or emblem off. So instant and sorcery cards in your graveyard have retrace. So you can simply click on that one because it has a recommended uh, card behind it. Or search it out. And when you click on Run in Six, it'll give you a bunch of different options. So I'll go two color. I'm just going to use their search function here. And there it shows top signature spells for this uh, this commander, so to speak. So crop rotation, you know, sacrifice a land, find another land, gamble, tutor your deck for something sweet, and then d discard something at random. It's a bunch of land fetches, but it still gives you an idea of synergy with that particular planeswalker. So it's a great tool if you want to get into this, really get an idea of how planes uh, these Oathbreaker decks are built with planeswalkers, and dive on in for more instructions you can go to weird cards um, charity's website and pull up the full official oathbreaker band list they they have a band list different from commander you'd be surprised on what's banned and what isn't we can go over that in a little detail but check it out give it a try talk to some of your friends in your community and give Oath oathbreaker a real try i think it really has a lot to bring to the communities now we can talk about uh, some of the some of the things, some of the hassles that okay. the the thing is going over, and I think this comes down to it's a fresh format, and they need signature bands. Mm -hmm. They, I don't think necessarily <laughs> yes. sig sig bands, but they do need to. There's a couple planeswalkers that they could probably no sig bands too. I ban one, we can't ban the other. I think that there's some I in both. Sig bands. I think there's some in both, but Narset, uh, the more recent one of War, I can't remember her name. There's been demand for her to be banned simply because of the sig spell. And you know the name to it. I can't. I'll remember. pull it up here. It's uh, it's super popular. Where you can't, you you can draw, but you shut your opponents out. Narset, Parter of Veils, three drop, Planeswalker, mono blue. Each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn, and you can down tick two loyalty. Look at the top four cards of your library, reveal a non-creature, non-land card from among them, and put it in your hand. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. So, with this. There's a lot of cards that have the Wheel of Fortune fact. And yep. the Wheel of Fortune is everybody pitches their hand and draws seven new. Well, when Narset's out, you pitch your hand and you can't draw more than one card. Yep. So when you partner up this particular card with, let me just pull up the signature spell here, Windfall. It's a blue version of 
the Wheel of Fortune. Each player discards their hand, then draw equal to the number of, um, to the greatest number of cards target or a player discarded this away. So if someone has seven, normally you would draw seven, but you can only draw one per turn. You're hosing everybody's hand with a three-drop spell. I think in this combo that <coughs> Narset is what sets the combo off, and she should see a ban. And the reason is there's not you can't just ban Windfall. There's no. too many ways to spin the wheel. You there's can even do Teferi's more Puzzle Narset. Box right. does the same thing on an artifact every upkeep. Right. So there's just too many cards that you can't specifically say, oh, we're going to ban Windfall to keep Narset. So Narset right. needs to go. Narset's the one. She's the fuel for that little analogy that I was going to make that I'm not going to touch. <laughs> now, the other example, so that's an idea of what we feel is a healthy a potential future ban. That's a good ban. That we really see that could uh, could affect the format from really taking to fruition. But I play a deck that resembles 8-rack, essentially a full discard deck. Yes. So when I saw War of the Spark, I saw Davriel, Rogue Shadow uh, Shadow Mage. It's a 3-drop yep. mono black planeswalker. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, if that player has one or fewer cards in their hand, deal 2 damage to them. Then I can downtick one loyalty to have target player discard a card. It's essentially an 8-rack card on a planeswalker. I would say... In my opinion, just going... So, obviously, you and I are on the Oathbreaker Facebook page. Uh, obviously. S- somebody brought up Pything Needle. Pithing Needle. Pithing. 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 I say Pything because it sounds... Pithing. I don't know, I like it better. But Pithing Needle. And Pithing Needle, if you have that in your hand... It's a 60-card deck, so there's a higher probability of it. You could shut Davriel out. You could shut Devriel's um, downtick ability, but its static ability will still be there, so it's still value. And the card I was trying to get to is, this is a mono-black commander that in and of itself is fair. It's a three-drop, right. it has three loyalty, and you downtick it, there's no uptick. It's, a, it's an uncommon, it's a balanced commander in and of mm-hmm. itself. But me pairing it up with the Elder spell, it's a two-black mana, destroy all planeswalker, mm-hmm. ch- selected planeswalkers on the board, and then my uh, planeswalker gets uptick counters. In a format where every deck is guaranteed to cast a Planeswalker, that's broken. No, it's I don't not. care what black, mono black uh, black Planeswalker you have. A two-drop board wipe signature spell is a bit much. And I, I'm saying this as a person that, that has this deck, that has that as a signature spell. Can I touch this I with a 10-foot pole? Can I touch this with a 10-foot pole? See, this is the great Maybe debate, 11, but This is 10. the great debate. So I play... The great debate. I play, Liliana the, I play Liliana the Last Hope. She's a great commander. Literally, the only way I can make her, because obviously, if you're playing this this format, you know, Oathbreaker, you want to alter your commander. You no. want to alter Planeswalker, right? It's too fast. You can't alter Planeswalker. Not necessarily. So for me, I'm playing Liliana Last Hope. I'm running Zombie Tribal. I want my I want the emblem. So I'm going to run Elder Spell because t- to me, that is the only viability that she will have is if I can tick her up and tick her down fast. Well, that and you're running black and you want to destroy all Planeswalkers. Right. You Who cares t- about your Planeswalker? Yeah. You, wanna, you just want to wipe the board. Right. And I feel like Elder Clean Spell... board state, happy board state. While it's a two-drop... It's a two-drop card. A two-drop sorcery or whatever. Sorcery. 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 There are other alternatives that what, while they may not take your commander up to alter or alt him down... There are other cards that can target a Planeswalker. The problem is, Elder Spell is what Black has. 
there are other ones viable. to uptick, but it's not as easy. You're correct. Right. There, there needs to be other ways to um, influence loyalty points mm-hmm. on planeswalkers in a healthy way, not just board wipe and well, then suddenly you get one one counter for each. The idea with Oathbreaker is you don't want your opponent to have their commanders. Oh, so of you course. Wanna, I mean, it's it's a cheap board wipe. Turn two. It's a turn two board wipe on commanders. I think, and a lot of other people think, that it's a broken board wipe. And it just shows that a Planeswalker doesn't necessarily have to be banned. It could be the signature spell or it could be the Planeswalker. So Narset, perfect example of a Planeswalker needing banned. Elder Spell, a perfect example of a really high-powered two-drop signature spell but to wipe see, everybody guaranteed. The reason, why in my, the reason for me, when I look at Elder Spell, that I don't believe Elder Spell should be banned is it's not an instant. It's a sorcery. Right. So right. someone gets yeah. to do one tick... But it's got to be on your turn, and everybody's going to know you play it, and there's always a way to avoid it. You can you can cast a counter on it. That goes can... for any spell that needs to be banned. Right. You could do that to Narset. <laughs> oh, I got, got him. him. You got, got him. Got him. Got him. I guess. Take another L. And it, it's, you know, he's debating me with a handicap. No, he's <laughs> had, I'm, a, I'm a <laughs> one handicap. for three tonight. He's, being, sure he's two fighting three. me with a handicap. It's been a long weekend. But, um... <laughs> My point being is is that Elder Spell is what keeps black, certain several black Planeswalker commanders viable in the format. And if you ban Elder Spell, you're going to lose out on, obviously, most if not all of the Lilianas. Because you, you're obviously... You want oh, absolutely. To- Liliana will be there for discard decks. It'll be there for removal. But most importantly, it can synergize with Hero's Downfall. It's a three-drop, kill a single Planeswalker. Right. But if you remove Elder Spell, you're going to take the viability away from a lot of Planeswalkers. It's it's like wanting to ban Defer- Teferi's Protection. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Very okay. much so. It's like wanting to ban Trent's little white deck that he does where he prevents all combat damage every turn. It's like wanting to ban the combo with the new Jace where it's 57 cards and you have Lab Maniac in there. And you cast your Sig spell, you search for Lab Maniac or a card, you cast him, and then you search your library out and you win the game. So, yeah, you can tell that this is a debate. But it's quite right a debate. now, again, the format's still early, and it has a separate ban list from Commander, but again, it's based upon Commander. So, right now, the cards to be noted that they have in here that's banned, like Expropriate, Legal and Commander, not legal in Oathbreaker. It can be used as a signature spell, and it's too easy to get that and get, you know, four extra turns. Soul Ring. Soul Ring is banned. Yep. It's too uh, too fast, especially when you have a 60-card deck. There's too high a probability to hit it, so that's banned. Good old Soul Ring. But, you know, other things in a 60-card deck that you see in Modern that would be unbanned, like uh, Primeval Titan. Yep. That's unbanned in Oathbreaker. Yep. So they do have a, they have taken time and done a balance list, you know even like the new uh, painter servant unban yep. that was not matched in Oath uh, Oathbreaker. Well, one I would like to mention if we're going to talk about this is Prophet of Crufix is and I might be saying that wrong is banned in Commander but not banned in Oathbreaker as of the last time I checked. I have to check that one, but I think you're right. Right. So they have taken time to really go back and forth and see which. Uh, which ones don't work. And they already have banned one Planeswalker off the get-go. Sahili the Gifted. Mm-hmm. The idea is you can use it to uptick it, cast, and use the extra mana to cast uh, Instant or Sorcery. Well, that's already a signature spell. Yeah. So that's too good a synergy. They've already banned it. But I think it's just going to take t- a little more time for polishing. 
but I really think that this is a fantastic viable format. We've already gotten on board in the last what four months now in our local uh, play area. It was a lot of getting people. into it. Yep. I would like to add, if I may, that oftentimes with EDH, we don't hear very much out of the rules committee. Uh, from here on out, I'll just call them RC. The RC is quite silent about what they're doing, what they're working on. It could be months before we hear about a ban or an unban. While with Oathbreaker, we know from what we see on their Twitter page, on their Facebook, they go through and they do test these out. And they are very much on a ball with it to keep the format successful. But that we'll cover in our next topic after this. So just to help you out, if you're looking to get into this, you know, again, I said um, oathbreaker.edhrec.com to find ones that work for you. Some of the top ones are like Sahili Subline Artificer, the new Ashiok that came out of War of the Spark, that you it stops other people from searching their libraries and also Exiles Graveyards. God, I hate that Seemingly so healthy. Much. You know, Nicobolus, Dragon God, because, you know, why wouldn't you want every other Planeswalker abilities on the field? That seems good. But it's, again, high mana cost to keep it fair. Um, Railstorm's Conduit, because, again, you're going to want to cut... Uh, du- Double cast your signature spell. That seems a really good combo. Um, Tamio Field Researcher. It's a great commander, but it's more used because three color commanders are pretty rare, especially for only four mana. I'd like to see three color commanders come up because I like my three colors and magic. It gives you access to different things. Right, and this they're using for slivers. Right. There's real no sliver planeswalker. So Tamiyo allows you to you know tutor, have a little more control, and then play your slivers she out. She synergizes well with, center, with slivers. So that gives you an idea of what to, to look for. Find the rules. The website is weirdcards.org. You'll find all Oathbreaker instructions, rules, band list, uh, list, the philosophy, and all the information to contact them directly. Give your input and feedback what your playgroup is doing. Absolutely. Kind of funny. You know, the one the one deck that uh, Mike keeps bringing up that I have, you don't necessarily have to go straight competitive and got to win, got to win, got to you know, beat face just win. to win. You know, the, the, one he, the one he keeps bringing up is it's a mono-white deck. You know, I run the Wanderer as the commander. And the signature spell is Holy Day. Which I gave to him and I regret <laughs> so it. So, you know, you prevent all non-combat damage. <laughs> And well, you prevent all combat damage. When you want to test out an Oathbreaker deck and your buddy prevents all combat damage... <laughs> Here's the thing. The that was the deck. only one I had. <laughs> See, that's yeah, why you play Davriel, discard his whole hand, and just keep doing ping damage to his face. Well, yeah, and there's a, there's you know, 57 lands in there. That's <laughs> that's the thing. That's the whole purpose so that, of it. Right. Well, you know, there was, there was 58, and then it was like, well, how do you win? It's like, you know, you really don't. So I took out a land, and I put in, you know... No, no, I took that land out, and I put in uh, Approach to the Second Sun, just for a win con. Otherwise, I like to just have fun. Like, hey, you want to do combat? I don't recommend this deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, trust me, you will it, not it's, win. It's you for three will hours. not win. <laughs> and the thing is, is it harkens back to the Jace combo, and I can't remember what card it is that he combos with, but it's Jace... Uh, laboratory Maniac, the signature spell, whichever it is, I can't remember. Oh, absolutely. 50, Was, isn't there a card lands. that takes all your lands out of your deck? It's the new Jace from the War of the Spark. It yep. has an ability that if you draw a card and there's no cards in your deck, you win the game. Yeah. It's Laboratory Maniac on a Planeswalker. Yep. So you Only just do that, speak. and then you play cards like Leveler, which yep. exile your library. And they, they play it, oh, they yeah, exile level, the library, and they win. And it's like a... It can be done within... I can't remember, like, three or four turns. Yeah, and that's we want this uh, format to be more the uh, speed modern has. It will never be turn two. Mm-hmm. It's a multiplayer format. Right. But, you know, it's not going to drag out like Commander. But we actually went to 
Oathbreaker's uh, community on Facebook. This is uh, one of the main communities for Oathbreaker. It's MTG Oathbreaker community is how you can search it on Facebook. And we actually asked them, I believe, because we're going to do this podcast with a, a group conversation about Oathbreaker last week. Right. So two weeks ago, we reached out. We asked them for questions and suggestions of what we should uh, really cover. And i just like to dive into those unless you got something more, Mike. Mike's in a lot of research on Oathbreaker. He f- loves the format. Dove in head first. Um, it's funny because... Prior to uh, Oathbreaker coming out, I had actually been, for the last couple of years, working on my own commander format. Commander is all I play. It's something that I feel is has a, more depth and more substance to Magic than, say, Modern or Standard, which I no longer play. And, yeah, I mean, we can let's dive into them questions. All right, we'll do the questions, and then we'll uh, wrap up that podcast. So, again, the question was, knocking out an Oathbreaker Breaker podcast. What topic should we cover? So let's dive in head first. Degener, excuse me, degenerative signature <laughs> spells in Oathbreaker. <laughs> and uh, top comment is Elder Spell. So uh, boom, moving Get on. Get rid of next. it. Out. Out. That's a checkbox. We've done that. One. <laughs> there it is. I'm not. Wait. Let, 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 let me start spell. the. Let me start the counter. There I, there's so I got the many other going. signature spells. No, no, no counter. <laughs> and one for Elder Spell. Okay, I'm going to take that paper. I'm going to throw it away. It's okay. I have um, two. I'm going to shh. It's okay. I have I'm, two. I don't know. For me, I'm a black player. I'm a white player. And <laughs> and there's two signature spells. I run Sarah Angels and Liliana the Last Hope. That's... Well, Hoorah. Sarah, whatever her... Yeah, those are the two Oathbreakers that I run. Those are my favorites. The new Mo- Modern Horizons 4-drop Sarah Planeswalker. Right. So I run Sarah to Fairy's Protection, Liliana the Last Hope with Elder Spell. And I've ran Liliana without Elder Spell. I've ran her with other spells. And I don't know. She just is not as fluid of a commander without Elder Spell. And I hear that about a lot of other black commanders. Black-white, black-black, whatever. And people say that Elder Spell is what gives them card... Them Planeswalkers the viability to keep them where they're at and without yeah, it gives it. them their overpoweredness. But it's no more overpowered than any other card that's already in the format. Oh, really? To be debated. So, <laughs> next question is, what will it take to make Oathbreaker a permanent fixture of the MTG um, commander formats, or is it just the next tiny leader to fizz- fizzle Oh, this out? is an easy one. Well, clearly, you think it's going to last. Well, I think it's going to last, Tiny yes, leaders. Because, unlike tiny leaders, tiny leaders, tiny leaders was not something that stuck around it was a it well, was yeah, a flash burn in the pan see my my theory is you gotta follow the money right right wizards of the coast hasbro planeswalkers have been successful they're going to continue making planeswalkers mm-hmm. they're going to continue having cards to support the format right so the recipe is already past tiny leaders at that point so what will it take to make this a permanent fixture i think it takes a few things number one it takes more players you know That's popper took forever and it took so much hype, and we finally got a player base that couldn't be ignored, then they finally took it in. Right. So it takes players. It takes data and real play testing. And I think Weird Card Charity has taken that to the forefront, but we need a way to capture the data online. So if there's a way to do custom formats and MTGO, anything that we could document in our communities, or simply take player scores from our local game stores that we've done at our you know casual commander nights or tournament commander nights and show data of what's winning and what isn't that really sets a standard and how popper got into a format and then have a healthy controlled bad list and i think they've taken a great approach to that so we're on a great track it just needs to catch more hype and it needs to be watched carefully which it seems to be 
In my opinion, and I could be wrong. You are. Oh, <laughs> he's gonna. He's just gonna, gonna kick him. He's gonna kick him. I'm gonna jump across his table. I'm gonna show you how old men fight. Um, yeah, not very well. Not very well. No, no. Um, anyway, <laughs> this isn't brawl. No. And brawl's problem has been that Magic has thrust that down the throats of anybody that plays Magic. Brawl is a format that's not successful because what makes Commander and Oathbreaker successful is cards stick around and in brawl it's standard well, commander does, does, an I'm, attempt. I'm not a fan of brawl either no, no not, not really no. not but most of the magic community is not but does oathbreaker have like staples down. yet it, it does but yes. it's mainly based upon either modern or commander staples because again right. it's one card per plus it's a 60 card deck exactly but I, I mean the only point that i think that brawl failed on was it didn't have backing first they didn't no. put it as a here try this cool format and tell us why we should do it but they just said here you go. Guess what? It's going to sell standard. And it didn't sell standard. I don't, I don't know. It's they're trying to bring it back. They're trying. It's like they're trying to play it like some kind of, I don't know, like Living Dead or something. But Brawl's dead. I it will not complain. Them trying to push Brawl only makes Commander better. Right. <laughs> because they're giving us staples for Commander when well, they were just like Brawl. it's just like the Planeswalkers. They keep bringing up Liliana. It's when you know Chandra's better by far. You just like Chandra because you're attracted <laughs> to redheads. He's got that playmat where it's Liliana on Chandra action, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that I, do I don't not have. have. Any That's why he wants to wear the yoga pants. Hey, I will gladly. Hey, please send me the yoga pants. Trent? Yeah, Trent. I don't, I don't yeah, have that. Trent, Trent's got that. like some weird fat issues, but we won't, okay. we won't touch on that here. Guys, if we have a donator, donate. What's, what's a good goal? Should we say $200? How much are the yoga pants? <laughs> We will have Mike and Trent <laughs> wear Chandra and Ileana yoga pants, and we'll take pictures. I have a nice yes. butt, so... I yes. will do that. <laughs> he has a great butt. F in the chat. <laughs> you think you have a great butt. You've never seen me in board shorts. Don't worry. We'll have Danny hold a, hold the mic and camera like it's some like, <laughs> porn alley studio <laughs> film. Right right underneath. <laughs> Our own casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, I had to clean the casting couch. Why is Marvin Gaye being played in the background? <laughs> <laughs> Executive producer Dick Wolf. <laughs> All right. Wait, what? I just want to get a couple more questions. This is a super long podcast. We need to cut this off. Or hey, always, I'm going to lose fun. listeners. Fun. All right. Okay. All right. Do you want to pick a couple of these, or you got your phone up? Yeah, I got my phone out. Let's look. Let me get a look here. Okay. Here's a great question. I think it's time to discuss Oathbreaker as both competitive format or casual format, or uh, where it's similar to competitive EDH. How does the ban list affect both play styles? To be honest, I think that's more of a after the fact question. Right now, we just want to see will it work in play groups. And if you want to do a real competitive scene, you know, start one on one. Don't do group because people are going to bring their decks, and you want to socialize. It's not not where you're going to prep and do a full on hard tournament. It'll be a soft tournament. This is a, again, Commander was intended to be a casual play style. Oathbreaker needs to start the same, and there will be a format to it. But start your own. Start a one on one, Oathbreaker, competitive scene in your play area, and. Don't just have one person be the end all. Oh, we have to ban Elder Spell because, you know, Rob's doesn't like it. No. Instead, you know, have them vote on cards. You right. know, that would be a community-driven thing. That's where you see a healthy competitive areas. Separate competitive from the traditional casual and not just fend off new players. So one question that was asked, and I think it's, I think it's a good question, it's one worth bringing up, is uh, Commander 2019 cards. Obviously, there was a couple Planeswalkers in it. But people were wanting to know 
what signature spells would we get from Commander 2019? What would it do for Oathbreaker? Now, I haven't opened a pack of Commander 2019, which is... That's that's blasphemy, and I apologize, but uh, I'm going to leave this up to Rob's, who has opened a pack, or has seen them opened, and see what he has to say. I don't know. I See, I, I haven't been prepping the idea of what spell could go from Commander 2019 into uh, Oathbreaker. Instead, I've been doing two decks. I've been doing Jace, uh, the Boogeyman. Um, what was it? Uh, Mind... Mind Sculptor. There you go. Jace Mind Sculptor, otherwise known as Boogeyman. So I'm trying to figure out what I can do for that. I think Brainstorm's going to be my signature one, just so I can do it again, Good dig pick. deeper to my deck. And I've been doing the run in six. And I don't want to do it traditional, because normally they'd use crop rotation, sack a land to find a land. I want to use Wildfire, the six, or, uh, six drop, you know, blow up lands that they've been using in modern. Trent's favorite. Get out of here. So I've been trying to figure out what works for my... Um, Planeswalkers, I haven't spent a lot of time of what's coming out new in the set. So uh, forgive me on that one. Um, I don't know. I think this is a good opportunity for anybody that might want to play a Madness Oathbreaker. We got a whole bunch of new Madness cards. We got some fresh meat with that. Or Morph. Morph is Morph. another great example. We got some Populate stuff. The problem with it is uh, there isn't a, th- a Naya Planeswalker right now, really. So again, this brings up Will Magic come out with planeswalkers if oathbreaker takes off i think if it does they will they adapted to commander quite well in fact commander is where a lot of money that wizards gets out of magic it comes from commander for that's where the reserve list comes from right so next question on the list I, i'm gonna use this as the last question unless mike's got something else i got nothing else so what's some popular um options for budget signature spells that can be go, uh, gone along with uh, different um, planeswalkers and EDH rec works out but I think it starts with number one use the pla- uh, planeswalker you have if you're going to start with something budget everybody has these planeswalkers you're going to have one I mean you're not going to have maybe that one mythic that comes out of the one sec- uh, set but you're going to have something especially if you had War of the Spark there's going to be uncommon planeswalkers so I think mm-hmm. it start if you're going to do a budget deck start with an uncommon planeswalker or something that you have so let's pretend you have an uncommon planeswalker. So we'll talk about hmm, what's a what's a good one? Um, Ashiok. Ashiok's a good one. Ashiok already has a kit where you can use it for mill. Simply tag it with your favorite mill card, and mill cards aren't expensive. If you're using Archive Trap, you're playing Modern. It's not the place for this. You can have a lot of different signature spells that you can repeat for mill. Um, another one could be Hwatli, Sun's Heart. The Wanderer. Right. Again, it's all about life gain, so you can use more uh, green or white. There's a ton of different repeatable life gain. There's even a new card that was fairly cheap that you can storm life gain. I think that's a fantastic idea for Watley. Otherwise, you can use Teo and build walls. We need to build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Like well, one. I'm expecting this to come sooner, and I'm ready. No, ready. No, ready. No, come on. <laughs> Uh, soundboards. Yeah. Thank so, you, Donald Trump. Walls, again, you can use Trent's strategy. <laughs> Build a wall so you can play uh, play your win combo in your deck. There's there's plenty of different ways, but it Pitting starts with, needle. instead of just worrying about the spell, <laughs> go, with what, um, go with the Planeswalker you have, and you'll be able to find budget options. Oathbreaker.ehrec.com. Lots of different ideas. Um, dive in. Start with what Planeswalkers you have. 
and you know if you're new to commander and you're new to oathbreaker there's a com there's a competitive element to it people believe they gotta you know some people want to spend three or four hundred to a thousand dollars on these decks you don't have to uh, and you really don't have to no. you can have none of my decks i've ever exceeded on a hundred dollar build i think that wanderer mine is probably only ten, ten bucks. bucks right ten and bucks and it, it causes lots of pain and the reason for that is not because uh you know you're just gonna get what you get it's because of the randomness of having one copy of everything in your deck even with 60 cards it's more consistent one copy of everything in your deck doesn't allow for that four copies of this extremely expensive hard card everybody has a random chance especially in a multiplayer format so start with what you have dive in weirdcards.org it's a fantastic uh, charity that they have dive in hit some oath breaker and you guys uh got anything mike for uh, before we leave well, I guess one thing I would say is uh, back to what you were just talking about real quick. Because I know I'm kind of long-winded and I apologize. Um, he, he He loves uh, with Breaker. I, I'm very passionate about these two formats. <laughs> I would say, you know, try and make something unique. The biggest complaint I hear about EDH Rec, as much as I love it myself, is that it takes the uniqueness out of both formats and everybody just kind of builds what they think is competitive. So we're going to find what's... Uh what you do, got yeah. to start out with. Use what you have. Save you money. How about you, Danny? I know the Oathbreaker segment, you're quiet. He's just starting to get into Oathbreaker. We're, it's well, not peer pressure because well, that, he's that, very that's, interested. That's, that's the thing. It's I have I have um, ideas. I've, I've literally been looking on MTG Familiar at different uh, Planeswalkers. And obviously, I am more of a burn player, a burn player just for standard. Chandra. So it is Chandra. Chandra. It is Chandra. Hit up Chandra. With 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 the good old fireball or uh, lightning bolt. Fireball. So that's right. Just for being on the podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give him a tibble. Two drop. He's going to break it. We're going to find a great tail. Come back with a burn deck. That's not the tibble. Chandra. Get a Chandra. I got two of them now. I, I have quite a few of them. We'll we'll find one that works. He'll make it happen. Hey, Tibble, Oathbreaker is the best thing that's ever happened to Tibble. thing like, is, we can't be friends unless you, you have a Chandra. Tibble so. went from the worst Planeswalker to a two-drop Planeswalker that's money. Yeah, he's the only one of, like, two two-drop Planeswalkers mm. there is. How about you, Trent? Got anything for the world? Besides snarky comments. <laughs> hey, vote Chandra, you know. <laughs> no, but uh, $200, get the yoga pants, mic on Trent action. Promised. Yeah. No, <laughs> we'll do on. a lube wrestling. <laughs> This week in MTG.com. If you donation do the link in the bottom, I will put the two hundred dollars up. Oh, oh my god, this has got real. And we're gonna wax pants. Wait, two hundred dollars plus you gotta buy the yoga pants. You said two hundred dollars, uh, but yeah, that's from the audience. He's already given the two hundred. You can't push that man anymore. It's true. Anymore. He's got to do it on the website though. This week in MTG.com. Anyway, but no. Uh, if you wanna watch me on Twitch, come me on Twitch channel. Uh, at the Bacon Man two one eight on Twitch. Otherwise, you follow me on my social medias as well. I have Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. All the Bacon Man at uh, the Bacon Man two one eight. We don't have enough outlets for that many plugs. Yeah, this is too bad. <laughs> 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 Thanks again, guys. Thanks to my viewers, and let's kick that outro. Chandra, baby. What's up? Thanks for listening to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Okay. I don't know. Seriously, follow guys. and subscribe. Or is it just follow? I, you know what? <laughs> subscribe, follow, like, share. It's, it's, oh my, it's on Spotify. 
It's already on Stitcher. We have the RSS feed on the website. Thisweekinmgd.com. That's us. Please share with your friends. Share it up. Outro done.